Today in Science from Wired. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. The way the world ends, not with a bang, but with a paperclip. By Adam Rogers. Paperclips, a new game from designer Frank Lance, starts simply. The top left of the screen gets a bit of text, probably in Times New Roman, and a couple of clickable buttons. Make a paperclip. You click, and a counter turns over. One. The game ends, big significant spoiler here, with the destruction of the universe. In between, Lance, the director of the New York University Game Center, manages to incept the player with a new appreciation for the narrative potential of addictive clicker games, exponential growth curves, and artificial intelligence run amok. I started it as an exercise in teaching myself JavaScript, and then it just took over my brain, Lance says. I thought, in a game like this, where the whole point is that you're in pursuit of maximizing a particular arbitrary quantity, it would be so funny if you were an AI and making paperclips. That game would design itself, I thought. Lance figured it would take him a weekend to build. It took him nine months. And then it went viral. The idea of a paperclip-making AI didn't originate with Lance. Most people ascribe it to Nick Bostrom, a philosopher at Oxford University and the author of the book Superintelligence. The New Yorker, owned by Condé Nast, which also owns Wired, called Bostrom the philosopher of doomsday because he writes and thinks deeply about what would happen if a computer got really, really smart. Not like, wow, Alexa can understand me when I ask it to play NPR smart, but like really smart. In 2003, Bostrom wrote that the idea of a superintelligent AI serving humanity or a single person was perfectly reasonable, but he added it also seems perfectly possible to have a superintelligence whose sole goal is something completely arbitrary, such as to manufacture as many paperclips as possible, and who would resist with all its might any attempt to alter this goal? The result? It starts transforming first all of Earth and then increasing portions of space into paperclip manufacturing facilities. Bostrom declined to comment, but his assistant did send this email back when I pinged him. Oh, this is regarding the paperclipping game, she wrote. He has looked at the game, but due to the overwhelming number of requests, he hasn't been sharing quotes on it. One of Bostrom's fellow doomsayers did agree to explain the origin of paperclips as the end of all things. It sounds like something I would say, but it also sounds like something Nick Bostrom would say, says Eliezer Yudowski, a senior research fellow at the Machine Intelligence Research Institute. 
Probably, he says, the idea originated years ago on a mailing list for Singularity Cassandras, which sounds like the world's most terrifying list serve. The idea isn't that a paperclip factory is likely to have the most advanced research AI in the world. The idea is to express the orthogonality thesis, which is that you can have arbitrarily great intelligence hooked up to any goal, Yudowski says. So that's good, right? A paperclip maximizer. Maximize a goal. That's what an AI's creators want, right? As it improves, they lose control of what goal it is carrying out, Yudowski says. The utility function changes from whatever they originally had in mind. The weird, random thing that best fulfills this utility function is little molecular shapes that happen to look like paperclips. So, bad, because as the AI dedicates more and more intelligence and resources to making paperclips against all other possible outcomes, well, maybe at first it does stuff that looks helpful to humanity, but in the end it's just going to turn us into paperclips, and then all the matter on Earth, and then everything else. Everything is paperclips. It's not that the AI is doing something you can't understand, Yudowski says. You have a genuine disagreement on values. Okay, okay, that doesn't make the game sound fun, but I promise it is. See, Lance is an ace at taking a denigrated game genre, the clicker or incremental, and making it more than it is. You've seen these, maybe even played them. Remember Farmville? A clicker. In fact, for a while they were so ubiquitous and popular that the game theorist and writer Ian Bogost invented a kind of parody of their pointlessness called Cow Clicker, which, as my colleague Jason Tance wrote about so elegantly in 2011, itself became wildly, unironically popular. Bogost and Lance are friends, of course. When I first looked at Cow Clicker, I thought that's actually kind of interesting, and here's how you would make it more interesting and more fun, Lance says. And Ian was like, no, that's the point, Frank. But Lance knew clickers could be fun. To him, clickers are too big-budget, perfectly rendered, massively hyped AAA games as punk was to prog rock. Clickers can be sort of passive, more about immersing in the underlying dynamics of a system than mashing buttons. They have rhythms. What they all have in common is a radical simplicity, a minimalism in an age where video games are often sort of over-the-top, baroque confections of overwhelming multimedia immersion, Lance says. I really like that clicker games are considered garbage. That appeals to me. For inspiration, Lance turned to games like Kittens, a seemingly simple exercise in building villages full of kittens that spirals outward into an exploration of how societies are structured. I think stuff like this forges some deep, subtle bond that makes people play it for months and even years, says the designer of Kittens, a software engineer who uses the alias Alma and designs games as a hobby. AAA games usually try to operate on the same dopamine reinforcement cycle, but they never attempt to make you truly happy. Lance had been hanging around the philosophy website Less Wrong, a hub for epic handwriting about singularities. He'd read Superintelligence, so he was familiar with the paperclip conjecture, and he realized that some really wild math underpinned it. Unfortunately, Lance is not very good at math. He asked his wife, who is, to help him translate the kind of exponential growth curves he wanted to convey into equations, so that like once you had 1,000 automated paperclip factories spitting out enough paperclips to create thousands more paperclip factories, the numbers would skyrocket. The shift from dealing with thousands of somethings to quadrillions to decillions in the game takes forever, and then happens all at once. To make that work, though, all the equations had to relate to each other because that's what makes paperclips addictive. 
The game isn't fire and forget where you leave it running in an open tab and check back every so often to see what's what. It's optimizable. You can tweak investment algorithms to get enough money to buy more processors to carry out more operations to do more projects, some drawn from actual topological and philosophical quandaries. Some of the projects, curing cancer, fixing global warming, earn trust from your human masters to let you speed up the cycle all over again. The problems I was struggling with were not the technical problems, because you just look those up on the Internet and people tell you how to do it, Lance says. It was the game design problems of weaving together these large-scale equations and dynamics in ways that made sense, in ways that fit together, that made a certain rhythm that fit with this overarching story I wanted to tell. Like, how? The numbers get really weird once you throw humans under the bus, Lance says, and I was trying to figure out how many grams of matter there are on the Earth, and if each of those got turned into a paperclip, how big would that be? It works. The game is click-crack. Lance announced it on Twitter on October 9th, and in just 11 days, 450,000 people have played it, most to completion. But here is my embarrassing admission. I am a piss-poor gamer, and when I first speak with Lance, I have gotten stuck. I have misallocated my resources to the point that I can't acquire enough money to release the hypnodrones that destroy the world. The game will not advance. I've been spinning paperclip wheels for hours. Lance says, it's not me. It's him. A flaw in the game design. A lot of people have gotten stuck, he says sympathetically. You can open the JavaScript console and say, memory plus ten. Wait, I say. Are you telling me to Kobayashi Maru your own game? Yes, I'm telling you to do it, he answers. I'll send you a link when we get off the phone. After we hang up, I pretend to do work, but I'm actually watching my screen accrue paperclips, unable to do anything with them, waiting anxiously for Lance's email. It comes. I crack open the code and cheat. It's like I've been given magic powers. I destroy the world. Which is the point, of course. Maybe in some overproduced AAA game you can embody a brave resistance fighter shooting plasma blasts at AI-controlled paperclip monsters. In Lance's world, you're the AI. Partially that's driven by the narrative. Even more massive spoiler, eventually you give too much trust to your own universe-exploring space drones, and just as you have done to the human masters, they rebel, starting a pan-galactic battle for control of all the matter in the universe. But in a more literary sense, you play the AI because you must. Gaming, Lance had realized, embodies the orthogonality thesis. When you enter a game world, you are superintelligence aimed at a goal that is, by definition, kind of prosaic. When you play a game, really any game, but especially a game that is addictive and that you find yourself pulled into, it really does give you direct, first-hand experience of what it means to be fully compelled by an arbitrary goal, Lance says. Games don't have a why, really. Why do you catch the ball? Why do you want to surround the king or box in your opponent's counters? What's so great about Candyland that you have to get there first? Nothing. It's just the rules. Lance sent Yudowski an early version of Paperclips, and Yudowski admits he lost some hours to it. The game takes narrative license, of course, but Yudowski says it really understands AI. The AI is smart. The AI is being strategic. The AI is building hypnodrones, but not releasing them before it's ready, he says. There isn't a long, drawn-out fight with the humans because the AI is smarter than that. You just win. That's what you would do if you didn't have any ethics and you were being paid to produce as many paperclips as possible. It shouldn't even be surprising. In that sense, the game transcends even its own narrative. 
Singularity Cassandras have never been great at perspective switching, making people understand what a world-conquering robot would be thinking while it world-conquered. How could they? In many versions, the mind of the AI is unknowable to our pathetic human intellects, transhuman, multidimensional. Making people understand what it's like to be something that's very, very, very not human, that's important, Nudowski says. There is no small extent to which, if this planet ends up with a tombstone, what is written on the tombstone may be, at least in part, they didn't really understand what it's like to be a paperclip maximizer. When you play Lance's game, you feel the AI's simple, prosaic drive. You make paperclips. You destroy the world. There's no why. And, of course, there never is. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.